So, so the lessons that we were being taught in the Search the Scripture study are so important because we need to move from power to power, from glory to glory, from height to height, from knowledge to knowledge. Amen. Amen. And, and so we were taught that our words are powerful. And we're taught that there we must move from redemption to restoration. And we were taught that we must, we must also be able to walk on the waves. I love that one. You know, walk on the waves. That you, and and we, were, we were challenged to get hold of the uplifting power of His grace. And, 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 and then uh, we, were, we were moved by the aspect that there is the preeminence of love. You know, that the, the power of love. That the, there is the power of love and the power of love goes first. That's the preeminence of his love and and in all these in all these messages and in all these words what is so important and so fundamental for for you and i is to be able to to grasp that all these things are coming out of the power of god amen, amen. so i want you to go with me to the bible ephesians chapter 1 verse 16 I know I normally start from verse 15, but just, just let's start from verse 16 because I just want to emphasize a few things there. And can you put it from the NIV? There's a phrase that I want in there. I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in prayers. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. So we must grow in that wisdom and revelation so that you may know Him better. So that you may know Him better. To know Him better means you're growing. Mm. If you're not getting to know God better, you're not growing. Ask your neighbor, are you growing? Are you growing? So if all you know about God is what you knew last year, you have not grown. You have to grow in your knowledge of God. You have to move higher. You have to be able to say, I've read John 3.16 and it means something different than when I read it 10 years ago. You're growing. Amen. Amen. You're moving up. You must always be moving up. So it says that we may know Him better. And then the next one. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. Catch that phrase. His great power for us who believe. believe. That power is like the working of his mighty strength. And I'm going to go here. I just want to, 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 reading the, you, you, you've got the NIV, that's the older NIV. The newer NIV says, that power is the same. Yeah? Is the same as his mighty strength. You know, there's a newer one in the older NIV. <laughs> You're looking at me like, what? You always, you always heard about old King James Version and new King James Version. The, the NIV is also being refreshed. They might not call it new and old, huh? but it's also being refreshed in its language so that it is, becomes supposed to become more accurate. 
And I use the word supposed by choice. Because sometimes they take some things so that those people that are offended by the Bible can be less offended. <laughs> yeah? Watch it. Yeah? With, 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 with the, the rise of, of, of human rights, some people have found things in the Bible to be offensive to them and their human rights. So they are pulling those scriptures out. I love the message, but I'm very careful that it does not drift from original meanings of things. Yeah? I love Bibles that say the Bible in today's language. Be careful, because also today's language is about how have we become modern in our society. So that it can appreciate our cultures. So, so homosexuality becomes less of an issue in some early in some modern day versions. So be careful. Yeah? Just like the Catholic Church brought in what was called the Apocrypha, so that the church could be less offensive to people's traditions and cultures. Do you know why the Catholic Church was so successful in where it was going? Because the Apocrypha neutralized the things which were offensive to people's cultures. So if you wanted to worship the dead and worship God through the dead, though the Bible says there is only one way to Jesus, the Apocrypha allowed you to worship the dead. <laughs> you are all looking at me like, what? <laughs> so we must grow in the knowledge of God and know Him better. Know Him better. But also be careful. How some of these translations, I, I read a lot of Bible translations, and I'm always very careful that they do not drift from original meanings of what God was trying to express through either the Hebrew or the Greek. But here, I love this one. It says, this is the same mighty power. Amen. This is the same mighty power. And that same power that same grace that is, that is before us now, that same mighty power, he says he exerted the same power that he exerted when Christ, when he raised Christ from the dead. The same power that was bringing Jesus Christ out of the grave. The same power that brought resurrection. This is why pastor could talk about that, you know, when you're talking about, about being a child of God, you need to move from being redeemed to being restored. Because we are under a power that brings restoration. It, we are under a power that brings us from death to life. It's a resurrection power. It was something that was dead, buried, gone, covered, should not be seen again. Comes back and we can see it, we can behold it, we can feel it. You can feel God. Yeah? You can have an experience with Him. That cannot be had by somebody who's worshipping a dead thing. <laughs> you, you can have God become so real in every moment of your life because He is real. And it happens 
by the power of God. And he says that same power is available for us who believe. And I just want to draw your, your attention to these points. And say so the first one is that the power is released by the words you speak. So we were taught that our words are things. And we create our world by the words we speak. And I want to say the power to create is released by your words. So release the power. Amen. Amen. Can you release some power to somebody and tell them you are great? It is so powerful to tell somebody you are great. We are living in a society which is so quick to tell us our wrongs and so ready to point out our wrongs. They never give, they never give me money for obeying the rules every day on the road. But the day I go over speed, they are quick to point out to me that I am over speed. The other day I received a ticket for 24 euros. 24 euros. And I thought, come on, these guys will cut me some slack. You were two. You were two kilometers above the speed limit. And I said, two. I always put my car on cruise control. This one day, I was not on cruise control. Went two kilometers above speed limit. <laughs> and they give me a ticket. I travel on that road. They know me by now. Elton, Elton they knew you when you were going to Ani. They sent him a letter. We know you are driving on this road every day. Please, here is some money to go by bus. They, because they know you. So on this day, I thought, they should have known me that on all the other days, I'm okay. Two kilometers, 24 euros. <laughs> this is the world we live in. They will point out when things are not good. I'm sure if I came with my clothes dirty, you will tell me my clothes are dirty. But how often are you telling me my clothes are clean? <laughs> So, 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 come on, tell, tell somebody you're looking good today. <laughs> but be honest, huh? <laughs> tell somebody you're looking good. No, 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 no. Just want you to look at your neighbor and tell them you will make it. You will make it. Doesn't matter what's going on, you will make it. I release the power into your life and tell you you will make it. So you will overcome. It's released by the words we speak. And we must release that power. Amen. We must release that power. Speak it. Declare it. Speak the word of God. Believe his word and speak it. Amen. Believe in his promises and declare them, speak them into existence. I am I'm challenged by the servant, I mean by the master who comes to Jesus who is, and says, my servant is sick. And Jesus says, oh, I have to come 
and, and this, this master says, you know, Jesus, you don't have to come to my house. Just speak the word. Your word is enough. There is enough power in your word to change my servant's situation. So just speak it. Don't waste your time walking all the way to my house. You have more important things to do. But I know there's one thing that will change circumstances. Speak the word. Besides, even when you get to my house, what are you going to do apart from speaking the word? The girl was dead. People were crying. It says, all these crying ones, no power, get out of the house. And he goes in and he says, girl, rise up. Talita Kumi. He speaks the word and the girl rises up. I was thinking, there were all those people, professional people, we had come there to cry. They were professional mourners. They'd come there to cry. And mourn. Why were they not releasing their power of being able to declare, to say, little girl, rise up? It's because of the second point. It must be in faith. You must have faith on the word of God. You must believe on the word of God. So you release the power by the words we speak. But secondly, we must speak in faith. We must speak in faith. And, 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 and pastor, the pastor spoke and said, and said, you know, love is where it all begins. And love pushes us to have faith. And faith releases the power. So we must, we must start off with faith. Power is released by faith. If you have no faith, you will not speak. So Jesus says, nothing is impossible with God. Everything is possible. If you have faith, you can say to this mountain, mountain, move and fall into the sea. And you know what? The mountain will move and end up in the sea. Why? Because faith releases it to move. Amen. I said, faith does what? It releases it to move. Faith releases it to move. And so, you can speak healing into somebody, but you need to have faith. So Jesus, after he has had this interaction with this, with this man, he says to, this, to the people that were there, I have never seen such faith in Israel. I have to see it in a Roman This Roman soldier has shown us what faith is. Because he believes that if only I just speak, not if I come and pour a bottle of water, not if I come and smear some oil, not if I come and I spin around and spin around. You know how some people have to pray for you. If the pastor does not spin around like this, he, the pastor has not prayed. If pastor has not shouted and spoken in tongues, no, I can see sometimes when I'm praying for people that they are waiting for me to speak in tongues. <laughs> they are not saying amen until I speak in tongues. And when I start speaking in tongues, suddenly, amen! But did you realize what I said? <laughs> but, but you see, <laughs> you know, sometimes when you need to work a miracle, you need to speak in tongues. You know, miracles are worked. So in order to release somebody's faith, Sometimes you need to work the miracle. Yes. 
And, and I've had to learn because I, I've had to learn that some people, no matter how much you pray for them, in perfect English, the miracle will not work until you have spoken in a tongue. Yeah? And, and some people, you need to lay your hand on them. I went, I went to preach somewhere. And you know, be me being me, I was preaching. And then the pastor says, you are preaching very well, but my people need you to just lay their hands on them. All their issues will click. <laughs> what was he doing? He was working the miracles for his people. I could have said, ah, but pastor, what are you saying? He understood the miracle, how to get to... But, but, but we need to speak. And speak in faith. We need to do things that bring faith into people. Amen. For somebody one time, I, I knew that all they needed was in a little push. So I said, okay, we'll fast together. And when we started fasting together, actually I almost just ate the whole day and let them fast alone. <laughs> but just because they believed, the pastor is fasting with me. <laughs> they are prayers, they are praying on that day. God will answer them. And you know what, it's not because I'm praying anything, but because they are with pastor. Fasting with pastor, even if I'm praying, Riva Baba Shika, God bless my wife, let my wife be more blessed. And I will rock up account Shika Yabatsa. This is my prayer. Speaking in tongues with you in the same room, praying for my wife. If you think I'm praying for you, you will get your answer because of your own prayer. Why? Because your faith is suddenly released by the things you speak. The power in you is suddenly released because there is a faith that's been generated. Yes. And here I'm going to say, this is why I need you to stand with me in prayer. This is why I need you to stand with me in the work of God. Because together we can release our faith. And when we release our faith, great things will happen. Amen. Amen. Great things happen when we release our faith together. Say, I am powerful. Say it again. I am powerful. Did, do you believe it? Yes. Say it again. I am powerful. So release that faith. Because you are powerful. There is power in you. And, and, and if you, all you need is to have faith as small as a mustard seed. But it must be released, must be alive. If you have a seed, what do you do with the seed? You sow it. Sowing is an act of faith. Because you are sowing, saying, as I put my seed in the ground, one day I'm going to see a plant come out. And from the plant I will get my, my beans or my tomato or whatever else, whatever crop is there. My, my potato. But he started off by putting a seed. So put a seed. Put your seed down. If you just keep the seed there long enough, what's going to happen to the seed? It will rot. Thank you. Ernest, you're just smiling. You know what happens to seeds when they are not 
You've taught your wife very well. <laughs> All your potatoes. Now you have left potatoes. <laughs> but if you don't sow your seed, to keep it for some time, you need to do what? Preserve it. But even if, when it, even if you preserve it, after some time, the seed just rots. It rots because it can't stay forever a seed. It's not meant to stay forever. Your faith and your power is not meant to just stay there forever doing nothing. Have you ever taken a battery? If you keep a battery over or on the side long enough, it will also lose How many of you that have never used your battery, your bicycle? You put your bicycle in the shed there with a nice battery in the light. And then after two years, you take your bicycle and the police, that day the police will give you a ticket. <laughs> because your light is not wet. And they say, ah, but police, Mr. Policeman, I don't know what happened, no? I, I had a new battery in here. But yes, you've not used it for two years. It may have been new. This is why when they, are, when, they, when they are selling things, have you ever, when you buy something that has a battery, you know there's a small plastic inside that you have to take off between the connection? Why? Because even the battery just lying there can also just lose power. They don't do that just to prevent you from playing with the... It's also just to make sure that the battery is not losing any power just by lying there, connected. So, so, so your, your faith must release the power in you. Tell yourself, I'm powerful. I'm powerful. Punch your neighbor and tell them, I'm powerful. I'm powerful. <laughs> the, 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 the hardness of your punch says how powerful you are. <laughs> power operates through us. By the, by the gifts of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Power operates to us by the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And here, uh, here is, is, is I, I just loved what Pastor Meno did because he, when he, he, he called me and said, Pastor, can I bring some trainee guys that I have, that I, that I, that I need them to learn also to, 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 to minister to others. And, and I just love that. We had an interesting conversation about it. And I said, yes, bring them over. And, and he says, you know, what, I'm, what, what, I, what I believe we're going to do is we're just going to have the release of everybody to, to learn to operate in the gifts of the Spirit. And I love that. Because power is released to us by the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So the, when they were standing here and they were saying, I believe God was giving me an impression is the Holy Spirit by His gift is telling me this in layman's language or in spiritual language that the Holy Spirit is saying they just said I have an impression because many of you understand impression better than the Holy Spirit is saying <laughs> remember I was telling you the things we do to tone down the realities and somebody came up to me and said, Oh, when I looked at Pastor, the way he was pre preaching today, I know he would never preach like that in church. Yes. Because sometimes we need to be right to catch them and bring them into the gospel. If you give me full, full leash to preach the way I want to preach here, we'll be buying chairs every week. 
ushers, you will not usher in high heels. <laughs> oh, we're going to catch him! With your high heels, there will be no time, they'll be flying. And if you're not careful, you're flying too. But you know, there are some that don't understand the movement of the spirit, so we need to be rooster. <laughs> when I preached in the big church the other day, Somebody was saying, I was afraid how you were going to preach. And I said, what's wrong? <laughs> the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. I can also preach in seven minutes. <laughs> and I can preach to different crowds. Because the gospel can be presented in different ways. Yes. <laughs> yeah? So, but then, how do you present the gospel to different people? You need the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So that the Holy Spirit can give you impressions and understandings and I believe. I believe the Lord is saying. The Lord is saying. I see in your life. But if I say I see in your life, you run away from the door. Or you might call a GDPR on me. Huh? He's getting my personal information. Where did you get it? I didn't look on your Facebook, but I know there's a God who knows. And I can connect to God by His Spirit. The Holy Spirit gives me gifts. And by the gift of discernment, I can say, this is not the right spirit. This dancing must be stopped. <laughs> and so, no! This dancing must be stopped. <laughs> These hallelujahs. No, it's not every hallelujah that is of God. Yeah. <laughs> Remember Paul. There was this little girl who kept saying, this is a man of God. This is Paul. And Paul said, you out. <laughs> Cast it out. So it's not every time that somebody says, hallelujah, amen, that I'm, I'm super happy you're agreeing with me. <laughs> Sometimes, hallelujah, amen, I say, out in Jesus' name. Amen. And then suddenly you are quiet and you don't know what happened. <laughs> the Spirit of God gives you insight, amen. amen. To us release the power. Why do you end up praying for this one and not that one? Because the Holy Spirit says this one is the one you must pray for. The Holy Spirit can tell you those things. Give you those insights. Go there and not there. Take this course and not that one. You know, like I didn't do the course of biochemistry. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. <laughs> so when my program coordinator says there is an alternative course, the biochemistry is too hard. Everybody was saying you must do biochemistry. So I thought, ah, coordinator is now saying I should not do biochemistry. I should do this other course, molecular ecology. So I went home and I started praying. I just, I just felt, just follow coordinator's decision. So I left biochemistry students, almost 50% of them failed. Me in ecology, I got a six out of 10 and I went to do a PhD in the course I had one of the lowest marks of my MSc. <laughs> Holy Spirit can lead you. It was tough, that molecular ecology course was tough. But I went on to do my PhD there. Those guys doing biochemistry rewriting, re rewriting, rewriting. <laughs> While they were rewriting, I was cycling around seeing Andy. Say, ah, we need to study for rewrite. Okay, do it. 
from sheep. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Must release the power for daily life. <laughs> How do you do it? Holy Spirit is with me. He helps me. You have the power in you that must be released by faith. And we release it by the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. We release it by the? So desire them. Go and read 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Learn about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Go all the way to chapter 14. Learn about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So that we may live and, and walk by the power of His gifts. The gifts are there. Why are they there? They are there to benefit us. To profit us. Where you will, instead of singing this one Jehovah, you are the most high song. You will sing another song. You are great. You are great. And people are saying, why have you changed the order of the songs? Because the Spirit says we should change. So that it can benefit somebody in the house. Who needs to know about the greatness of God more than the Jehovah, most high aspect of God? No, they are two different things. But we can reach out to one another, help one another, support one another. We need, we need believers that will walk up and knock on somebody's door and they say, I, I, I just felt I needed to come and stand with you on something. And the person says, thank you for coming. You're just right at my point of need. How did you know? Did you read my mind? And no, I didn't read your mind. The Holy Spirit gave me. Because the gifts of the Spirit are there to give us a word of knowledge, a word of wisdom, a word of prophecy, to work a miracle. See, like I was telling you sometimes that you just speak in a tongue, even if it's just a river, and the person is helped. Because you are working a miracle. Helping somebody get up from where they were, where they couldn't walk. And, and you, because they have been stuck in a place, they are afraid to put their foot down. You have to help them. Now put your foot down. Now take a step. It feels a little painful. It's okay. Take another step. And another. And another. In the, and while you're doing that, you're praying. But you need the Holy Spirit to tell you to get them out of the chair. And He is available to do that. Amen. Amen. So we, we must know the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And we must use them. Because they are the manifestation of God's power. And, and Paul says in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. says, my speech and my preaching was not with itching words. Huh? Or enticing words. Sorry. Was not with just enticing words. You know, it was not just good, good public speaking. You know, we've got many preachers who are very good orator, orators. Very good in, in, you know, with all these things about storytelling. I attended a course about storytelling. And they tell you you need to find the tension in your story. And when you've found a place of tension, you then release them. And voila, they will buy whatever you say. And you know, that's just basically how all these people... Will, will look at all the speeches of great men. They will tell you some story until you are like, hey, how are we going to get out of this? And then the politician rises and says, we will make us great again. 
<laughs> Why? Because they know your tension. Why do you think they voted for Trump? He knows the tension. So when he tells his story, when Mark Rutte was saying, Nomal Dun, he knew the tension in the society. We were becoming too polarized. So he would tell you, you are too far right, you are too far left, let's just be normal. But he's put you in a place in his speech where you feel, no, we cannot be so extremist. And then he takes you again and, and, and puts you in a place where, but we cannot allow the children to start ruling the parents. And so he's caught you in a place and then he comes and says, let's be normal. Parents are parents. Children are children. So he's moved you from being so extreme, normal rules. The left side. Well, I don't know which is left. Your left. From being, let's kill all those that don't believe in what you believe. Taking you away from there. Let's be normal. And we are here. Find the tension. And they bring you to a place. But you know, the gospel is not about just finding the tension. It's about bringing people to a place where they see the life in Christ. It's about bringing people to see where they can be touched and be healed 